the Rangers fan in Garthamlock. Hi, Sean. I can see Rangers got a full season unbeatable, and I think Celtic finish second in the league. That's his old year. Just concentrating on our outlook on the group. We know that if we can get a positive result, it's in a you know decent position again. We're not taking the game for granted. Um, we've started the, the the group stage very well, and we want to try and build on that. The players are looking forward to this game. The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Kinney, Davy Proven, and Craig Moore. Have your say. Call 0808 17 17 Let's go. Bonfire night. Stay at home, of course. Uh, don't go out. Don't join the crowds. Stay tuned. We're here building up to the big matches tonight. We've got Rangers in Lisbon against Benfica. And Craig, that's uh, it's going to be some match this evening. Yeah, no, it's probably uh, it's, a, it's a real test for Rangers tonight, isn't it? Benfica. A uh, very formidable side Started off the season very well Although coming off the back of a, a domestic defeat But this is I think Rangers' toughest challenge so far They're on a great unbeaten run Davey This is a huge test as Craig says For Rangers tonight Yeah the, the biggest test Rangers have had for a long time um, But you know they go there in, in really good form in Europe And you know it's a game that Stephen Gerrard will relish I'm sure It's less than an hour to kick off Rob McLean is there He's doing it on BT He's on here as well And we'll give you the Rangers lineup. They start McGregor Tavernier Goldson Helander Barisic Jack Kamara, Davis, Kent, Aribo and Morelos. We'll go through all of that and the subs in a few moments or two. Uh, because Celtic also in action in Glasgow, 8 o'clock against Sparta Prague. Great chance, I think, for Celtic to get themselves right back into this group. You know, after the disappointment of the Milan result, they did really well against Lille. And, you know, not to win tonight would be to squander that terrific performance in, in France. Great chance for them this evening. It seems to be all change for Celtic now, now you know, going for three in a row. Yeah, no, nah, look, massively. It's, it's, a, it's an important block, isn't it, for, yep. for Celtic the next the next four games? But you would expect Celtic being at home um, should uh, should win tonight, I believe. Eight o'clock, we'll give you the Celtic team as soon as it comes in. That'll be a bit later, obviously. And what do you think, Celtic fans? Rangers fans, give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. You know the text number as well. Give us your message to 87474 and on the socials at the Go Football Show. Davey, special nights we say it all the time. You know the city very well. It's uh, the city where Celtic had their yeah. biggest ever night. Obviously not in that stadium. Uh, special memories, Lisbon. Well, you know, absolutely. I mean, I've, uh, anyone, well, certainly anyone involved with Celtic who's ever been to the stadium where it happened, I mean, you feel the hair has gone up in the, the back of your neck. It's a special, special city for Celtic and the supporters and it's going to be a big test for Rangers tonight in a wonderful football stadium it's just a pity there's no crowd there tonight you've played not in that stadium but you have played against Sporting I played against Sporting um, try to think in the day early 80s mm. uh, they beat us 2-0 over there and, and we, we beat them 5-0 in Glasgow it was a, a game where they just collapsed um, a really good Sporting Lisbon side great result for us Joe Vengloss was actually the manager of, of Sporting at the time believe it or not um, one of the great European memories, yeah. They're going for 24 games undefeated at home in Europe. It's amazing, Craig, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's an incredible, an incredible run, isn't it? And like, like we said, it's probably the, the biggest test uh, for Rangers. Very formidable. You know, you even start from there, two central defenders, Vertonghen and, and Otamendi, who, uh, you know, everyone will know who they are and the level yeah. that they've played at. So really tough challenge, uh, but... I'm sure Steven Gerrard and, and his players will be really looking forward to this challenge. And see, uh, they're also a huge, uh, a brilliant unbeaten run as well. And also the, the clean sheets at Rangers are so impressive. Well, I think it's like 15 clean sheets in 18 matches, yeah, uh, which, which is incredible. Uh, and what that does, and Dave, you'll know that, it just gives you that, that kind of belief yeah. and, and that confidence knowing that 
Um, you know, you can you can limit chances to, to to opponents, but also you can go out the, the field and score goals and win games. What do you think of the lineup then, Greg? We've just uh, been given the teams. Rob is interviewing Stephen Gerrard just now. He'll join us in a few moments. What do you make of the Rangers lineup? Yeah, look, again, I think Rangers are blessed at the moment in terms of um, the, the the depth of, of the squad. Uh, for me, look, no real surprises. Um, Anybody could start at this moment in time. Uh, the Rangers team is that competitive at the moment for positions, so it's a strong lineup. Yep, Holanda in rather than Balogun. I know he's uh, he switched between the two. He has. Holanda has come in for the what I think the the harder test though. Um, so you know, I think Holanda is more that that defender type. Um, you know, his experience I think on where he has played and like says the bigger games Holanda's come in and played. And Morellis, they've been paying respect to him, Davy, and saying they realise that he's the kind of the Scottish. He's obviously not Scottish, but the the Muller. He's getting, yeah. getting the big build up to yes. Gerd Muller. I'll yeah. tell you what, that's some compliment. It's not Gerd Muller. Yeah. Wow, he's compared to Ali McCoy's last week. Now he's Gerd yeah. Muller. <laughs> Although Stephen Gerrard was good about that, wasn't he? He said, "Hey, listen, when you win the kind of things that Ali McCoy has won, then you can compare him." No, no, exactly right. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, um, Morellis is a goal scorer. Uh, you know, records are there to be broken, and and Coist, I'm sure, will have a smile on his face if somebody does break that record. It could be tonight, couldn't it? Yeah, could be. Could Let, be. Let's hope that Rangers uh, can do it tonight, and Celtic too. So we'll go to Rob shortly. We've been speaking. Obviously, we've been in the press conference last night with Stephen Gerrard at the ground, the Stadium of Light. It's absolutely magnificent, and he was talking obviously about Benfica. The football side of it's been uh, a real positivity and um, we're playing well individuals are playing well getting some real good results and the challenge for all of us is to try and maintain that and um, you know Benfica is a really exciting game an exciting challenge and I'm certainly looking forward to it I'm sure the team are as well and um, hopefully come the end of the game people are talking about something different rather than the, the last 24 hours 48 hours and about the Rangers selection which we now know well, I think everyone's professional in the squad and understands that you can only start with, with 11 players uh, the good thing is you have the opportunity to use five subs which is different from previous years I understand everyone wants to play um, but I know my team and um, you know, I'll reveal that tomorrow and I'll go with a team that I think is capable of getting the results on the day. It's horses for courses. Just because you're not playing tomorrow doesn't mean that I don't rate you or you're not a fantastic player. It just might mean that you know I want certain players or want to play a certain way or a certain game plan that suits certain individuals rather than others. Craig, he seems to be managing the, the squad really well as he rotates it. Yeah, he has, and he, and he has rotated. So, like you, you know, players want to play. Uh, that's that's the norm. Uh, but I think the important thing is, in terms of the management, is is being able to manage the squad, to be able to keep that uh, that competitive edge within the squad. You know, so I think that is important. And you know, as Stephen touched on there, uh, you know, this is a team for tonight. There, there's a there's a bench there that will definitely make an impact with the five subs and. You know, that's what you've got to look to have, not only a starting eleven, but how important the substitutes and the impacts that they can make in a game as well. Do you, do you think you could argue, Craig, that that's just about Steven Gerrard's strongest side? Say he was playing in the Europa League final tonight. Mm-hmm. That would, that's got to be pretty close to his strongest side. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree there, Davian. And like I said, I think, you know, and you touched on it right at the, the beginning there, this is probably Rangers' stiffest test so far this season and therefore I think that that starting 11 does reflect what uh, is on the table here tonight So much to play for Rangers uh, on this unbeaten run and uh, not underestimating the opposition tonight Davey but there's a real confidence uh, in the Rangers squad and Stephen Gerrard continually says you know just be humble just game at a time but I think they're looking forward to this test tonight 
Absolutely. You mentioned the word squad there, Paul, and I think that is the, the case with Rangers now. They have a really strong squad. That hasn't always been the case. No. To be fair to the Rangers board, they've backed the manager uh, to the hilt, you could argue. He's got four centre-backs now that he can rotate. He has four strikers. Uh, if you look at his midfield, you know, again, Scott North, Scott Arfield or, or Hadji tonight, um, you know, real strength and depth and over a long season and Europa League is going to take its toll. Stephen Gerrard will feel he has the players to rotate and keep up a challenge both in Europe and domestically. Well, Rangers fans, you can speak to the former Rangers star Craig Moore and the former Celtic and Scotland star Davy Proven. And of course, for you, Craig, uh, Aussie star as well. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. The fieriest player, given the fact that we're November the 5th, uh, who's the. Did you play against any Rockets? Oh, I've played, played against many, many a Rocket, but uh, I guess uh, for a long period of time uh, at Rangers, we had our very own Rocket, which was Reno Gattuso. Um, as, as we all know, look, he was, he was just one of those ones that. The way, the way he trained was the way he played and, and Gascoigne uh, had him by the throat a couple of times. He was an absolute rocket. <laughs> he settled, of course, married Glasgow girl, Davey, and he absolutely loved his time at Rangers and what a career he had. Any rockets then? You played alongside it's, the fiery, uh, well, I suppose. Well, it's, it's not even yeah. up for debate. Willie yeah. Johnson, it has to be Willie Johnson. Yeah. Rangers Willie Johnson. Yeah. Sent off 22 times. Yeah. And um, I was involved in one of his red cards one day. We, uh, we played Hearts. Willie was at Hearts at the time. And he used to take long throw-ins. He could throw the ball right. into the back post. Yeah. So we decided I would stand right in front of him as he was taking the throw-ins. And we hoped that he might be daft enough to follow through and, and chin me. <laughs> and sure enough, he winds up this throw-in yeah. and then digs me in the chin. Red card. And he, he's been dragged up the tunnel <laughs> screaming and shouting. Bud. We bud. We bud. Yeah. <laughs> what a character. So if you've got some characters you want to mention tonight on November the 5th, call us 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show will be with Rob. He's obviously asking a lot of questions of Stephen Gerrard will be with us any second. Uh, our own Ali was at the media conference last night, obviously virtually, and uh, this was her question. Hi, Ali Deboy from the Go Radio Football Show here. Um, Benfica haven't lost at home in the Europa League. Is that an exciting challenge for you? Yeah, I think records are there to be broken. Uh, I think that goes to show the size of the task tomorrow. Benfica are littered with fantastic players, international players, you know, Brazilians, Germans, Portuguese, the Belgian internationals, Argentinian internationals. They're littered with superstars that are worth a hell of a lot of money. But, you know, that just... Uh, gets the juices flowing even more and it just makes you want to try and um, get a positive result even more. The players are looking forward to this game. Um, we've started the, the, the group stage very well and we want to try and build on that with, with, with a positive result tomorrow. Davey, you pinpointed so many big stars uh, and uh, huge transfer fees paid for the Benfica players. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a great model, uh, Benfica. They, they sign the best players from South America, youngsters, mm -hmm. And, and sell them on. They keep them for a couple of seasons and sell them on. They've made something like £650 million in, the tr in profit over the last 10 years. And they've got the benefit, of course, where the young Brazilian players have dual uh, nationality, so they don't require work permits. They can come straight in and play. Yeah, and one of, one of those players you mentioned, Davey, Everton, he's a player that I've followed for, for a good couple of years in Brazil. Uh, Grêmio worked his way into the national team. Fantastic player. I, actually expect, yeah. I expected to see him in the Premiership. But I think Benfica spent 30 million, 29, 30 million uh, euros to, to get in there. And he's a fantastic player, a wide attacking player, very direct and will cause issues. Mentioning that kind of money, our top commentator is on the line now for BT Sport and for Go Radio. It's Rob. Rob, good evening. 
Paul, I couldn't, I couldn't take that drop in wages, as you all <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so, Rob, we've just uh, we've mentioned the Rangers team, but I know you'll go through it and with the subs and the Benfica lineup. How are you feeling? I know you're doing it for BT Sport, but you're doing it from Scotland. Yeah, doing it from, from Scotland. Uh, I wish I was in the Estadio Dalouche, uh, which is such a spectacular setting. Um, but yeah, watch, watching uh, from afar tonight. But yeah, should, I mean, it should be a fascinating game. Just caught the tail end there of Craig talking about Everton, who very nearly joined Everton. Um, he yep. was pretty strongly linked with a the move there. Uh, but yeah, he, he's one of quality, definitely. Uh, maybe some, to, to me, maybe surprising changes. The fact that the fact that Nunez um, with uh, a hat trick, of course, already in these group stages uh, doesn't play. Uh, but I mean, they, they have quality all, all over the shop when they when they bring in replacements. So it, it's uh, Severovic, who's a who's a very experienced Swiss international. Rafa Silva starts. Uh, Adel Tarat, who we remember uh, from uh, a cult figure at Queens Park Rangers when he played there. Julian uh, uh, Weigel, the German midfielder, is, is in uh, as well. So so when they take out key players, they they, they have real quality as well. Otamendi and Vertonghen at the back. We've been speaking about them all week on the yeah. on the show. Um, and, and as for for Rangers, you'll have gone through the team already. But but a couple of changes. I've just spoken to Steven Gerrard. I've just done the interview, the the pre-match interview with him. So you know he, he's he's giving loads of respect, as you would imagine, to a really top team or Champions League regulars and and have this amazing home record in the Europa as well. But, but Rangers can tap into, um, you know, and I'm interested to get to Craig's thoughts on this, um, you know, Rangers' experience of, of away days. I mean, they've played top teams, including a couple in Portugal last season, Braga and, and Porto. Uh, they do know what, what it takes, even even though this is a really top-level Benfica team, they, they do know what it takes to deliver a performance on the road in Europe, Craig. Yeah, no, very much so, Rob. I think look, this uh, the, the European football has, has really suited uh, Rangers uh, in terms of the way that they want to play, and I guess it's not that helter-skelter 100 miles an hour, uh, but they've been able to build off of the, the, the back of very, very good defensive uh, performances uh, or limiting opportunities, but away from home is, is a massive test, but we know once again, without the, without the fans, um, you know, that, I believe, works uh, in the favour of, of potentially Rangers, but this is this is a, a huge match. Benfica have huge quality, um, and if I'm being honest, if Rangers can sneak something here in this away game, I think it's a huge result because I think Benfica are favourites. I think that they have a team that can really yeah. push Rangers tonight, and to be able to keep another clean sheet, I think is going to be a big ask. Yeah, I mean, they the, the, they just have the, this amazing record. Uh, on their home patch, and, and they're they're full of quality, and, and they're a team that we're used to seeing in the Champions League, rather than the 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 lesser version, if you like, the Europa yep. League. Uh, Rangers, couple of changes, just just uh, just confirming that that Davis and Kamara come back into the team. Uh, so just having just spoken to, to the Rangers manager about it, that's obviously a, a midfield three, a pretty tight mid midfield three of Jack and Davis uh, and Kamara for Rangers. Joe Rebo will be on the right side of the attacking trio with he and uh, Ryan Kent on either side of Alfredo Morales but obviously um, both I mean Kent is Kent works really hard we've spoken about this a lot on the show that uh, in addition to being a really talented attacker um, you know he, he drops back he does his shift there's no doubt about it Joe Arrigo of course is used to playing in the midfield area as well so uh, it'll be, it could be all hands to the pump at times uh, I would imagine tonight just to, to try and keep control in the game um, and another big decision, I suppose, was at the back where Philip Hillander uh, c- keeps his place 
uh, he played at Rugby Park on, on Sunday um, in preference to Leon uh, Balogun. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's going to be a, it's, it's a tall order, uh, Davy. I mean, it's just, I don't know what you're thinking as well. Tall order for Rangers it is top opposition. But how often under Steven Gerrard in Europe have Rangers risen to the challenge? Well, you, you mentioned the the two Portuguese. Uh, clubs Rob you know Rangers went away from home against Porto and Braga and, and came back unbeaten nobody gave him a chance against Braga because Braga played Rangers off the pitch at Ibrox uh, and yet Steven Gerrard again was was able to come up with a shape and a, a counter-attacking style that, that got the job done over there and I, I think it almost suits Rangers to, to play away from home more than it does at Ibrox yeah. um, they're, they're, they're a very good counter-attacking side Kent for me is is absolutely huge. I know Morelos makes all the headlines, but Ryan Kent for me is the game changer. He's the guy who can go past the defender and open things up. And he saved his best, I think, for performances away from home for, for Rangers. And I think, like, you know, Rob, you've touched on it. Um, Rangers look as if they re- really want to be solid in this match first to try and build their way into it. You know, hence no Arfield, no, no Hadji. Um, so Stephen Gerrard has, has definitely gone for a team that certainly is going to compete early doors and, and, and limit opportunities. The sacrifice, like I said, you've not got an Arfield that's going to make those, those runs into the box and, and be that threat. So the importance of Kent tonight and, and his, uh, his work rate and, and also his forward runs to be able to get into goal-scoring positions is going to be very, very important. So, Robert, you've got the full teams there and the subs. Yeah, so, so Rangers go with McGregor and goals, uh, Tavernier, Goldson, Helander and Barisic. Jack Davis and Kamara, that midfield three, with Joe Rebo uh, and Ryan Kent on the, wide, uh, on the wide sides of Alfredo Morelos. But obviously everybody come the time potentially tucking back into that midfield just to keep things uh, tight for, uh, for Rangers. Uh, and in terms of the, the Benfica team tonight, it's the Greek goalkeeper of Lakodimos in goals, uh, Diogo Gonzalez and Nuno Tavares are the full-backs. They're both, they've both come through the Benfica Academy, of course, uh, an academy renowned for producing top talent. Otamendi and Vertonghen are the two central defenders. We know them well, of course, from the English Premier League. Uh, they've just arrived uh, and they're just developing a partnership. And maybe with, within that comment, uh, comes possibilities for Rangers. Pace might trouble those two central defence-wise. Uh, Pitsy in the midfield, he scored three times already uh, in the Europa for them. Uh, Julian Weigel, the former Dortmund player, uh, he comes into the midfield. Adel Terat as well, ex of uh, Tottenham. He didn't feature much there, but he certainly did at QPR. Everton starts and a couple of changes uh, in the attacking areas for them with Severovic, the Swiss striker, playing and Rafa Silva uh, as well, so it's four changes uh, to the team, which lost surprisingly mm. uh, at Boa Vista on uh, on Monday night. Uh, but they'll be well up for this one. But I get the feeling. I mean, Stephen Gerrard is is well up for this as well. He, he's almost licking his lips at the prospect of matching Rangers against this team. Will this be the biggest European challenge for him in his time at Ibrox? Probably. Mm-hmm. I'll ask the guys just after this, Rob. Enjoy it. We'll speak to you at half time. The Goal Radio Football Show. Ali keeping us up to date with the traffic and travel. This would normally be a really busy night in Glasgow with people coming home from work, but uh, stay safe, look after yourselves, and there'll be 60,000 would have been heading for the East End under the floodlights, Celtic against Sparta Prague tonight. David, they are favourites, but uh, not to be underestimated. 
No, but I think Celtic should get the job done, Paul. You know, their league was suspended at the beginning of, of October. Um, Sparta are well short of, of game time. They can't possibly be up to full speed. And they're missing three or four of their, their better players because of COVID. So Neil Lennon will be hugely disappointed if Celtic don't win this tonight. Well, uh, you know, again, I don't take too much notice of it. Um, just concentrating on our outlook on the group. We know that if we can get a positive result, it's in a you know decent position again. Obviously, Milan and Lille are playing each other. We're not taking the game for granted. Uh, we'll be very, very strong going into the game. I'm hoping for a positive result no matter you know who's involved with the opposition. That was Divi Proven just before Neil Lennon and Craig Moore with us tonight. 0808 17 17 700. Craig, nothing there you disagree with. They won't take them lightly. No, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, look, Celtic have come off the back of, of two good performances, two good results, one in, in Europa and a good uh, win, obviously, in the Cup. So they'll be right up for this match. They know that they need to start the game well. Um, and that, you know, being at home and, and still, I know you've not got the fans, which is huge, but Celtic will start in the right manner today. And, and I expect them to go on and, and win a, uh, and win the game of football tonight. It won't be easy, um, but it is a game that I think Celtic can win. One of the players who's been on fire the last couple of weeks is El Yanusi. He's been speaking about the opposition. Well, we need to keep the momentum going. Like I said, we're in good shape, in good form now. So uh, we're expecting a tough game. Obviously, it's a big game for both of us and both of the teams try to win the game. You know, to still have the possibility to go through. So, um, so we're expecting a tough game uh, against a, a good team. David, you were in the studio this time last week. Yeah. Celtic were two up at half time, and then it finished up two two. Still a great uh, result, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was a terrific yeah. performance. Yeah. It's just a pity they couldn't hold on against a very good side. Um, interesting to hear the Southampton coach uh, Ralph Hasenhutl saying that. El Yunus is playing well enough to, to get back in the Southampton team and I just wonder what the loan arrangement there is I wonder if they can yeah. recall him um, which would be a huge blow to Celtic because the boy's playing out of his skin that, that would be that, that must be on the back of Danny Ings uh, has picked up the injury yeah, yeah. hasn't he He's out. so yep. yeah that'd be interesting to hear what, what exactly the situation is there the stranger isn't it the Fraser Foster not even in the bench we talked about that last week yeah. but it's been quite a week for Celtic Davies that a corner turned and now they can concentrate on you know doing well tonight and then chasing Rangers for the title Maybe maybe a little bit too early to say the corner has been turned, but what I would say is that the performance they gave Neil Lennon in France against Lille um, was absolutely massive because Neil Lennon was under huge pressure. Lost the, the Fernes Farris game to go out of the Champions League, lost the Rangers game and lost the, the first Europa League game against Milan. For any Celtic manager, that puts them under pressure. And to be fair to his dressing room, they... They repaid him big time uh, against Lille uh, and again at the weekend against Aberdeen with another really good performance. And Dave, do you think, so the likes of Tommy Rogic, I go to Tommy Rogic because yep. a little bit of a soft <laughs> yeah. spot, the, the, the Aussie and all that sort of stuff. Sure. I, I had to yeah. laugh a little bit that uh, they said there was two assists at the weekend. Uh, yeah. the, the first one was no assist. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it, was all about, it was all about Christie, wasn't it? Was, it? I yeah. mean, he, a special player, special finish. Yeah. But Rogic does offer something different and does create yeah. opportunities for Celtic when he plays. I, I don't understand why he he doesn't feature more often because I mean he was fro- frozen out practically mm. for months, yeah. and it was suggested he was going to go to the, the Middle East. Qatar, yeah. yeah, yeah, going to go to the Middle the East. The deal to, was done, to, wasn't which it? Would have been yeah. a waste about a talent like that. I'm, mm-hmm. Listen, I, I know footballers play for money, and it's very attractive to to go to these clubs and and get a nice payday. But mm. he's got more to offer than that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I just look, when when I see him play, 
I, I know what he can offer and I know that Celtic actually look a different outfit because he's probing all the time, as is a, a, a Christian, all that yeah. sort of stuff. They ask questions of defenders. And, I just and wonder why, why can't he go 90 minutes? He never plays 90 minutes. That's well, I, a mystery to me. Yeah, but I've got my own argument with that. He can go for 90 minutes. So for whatever reason... Early doors, he, he's been, uh, you know, this, this labelled as a 60-minute player. Impact. Tommy Rogic can play 90 minutes. Yeah. Was it something about, you know, Ryan Christie and Rogic not playing together? Uh, possibly. Too similar? Possibly, but when you've got two players that create and score goals, yeah. then um, that's a nice, course, nice yeah. similarity to have, yeah. isn't it? And Celtic didn't have that in the first couple of months. I think so. I think that's yeah. what they lacked. Mm-hmm. Strange, Davey, wasn't it? That he was almost away. He was almost on the on the yeah. plane to the Middle East, and then uh, no, he, he, he didn't fancy. Paul, he was yeah. frozen out. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think for a minute Neil Lennon really anticipated bringing uh, Tom Rogic back yeah. into his plans. Mm-hmm. He was on his way. He obviously had been told that, that he could leave. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been talking to anyone in Qatar. But tell you what, in, in hindsight, good decision to stay. Right, back to Rangers calls now. Celtic fans coming on shortly. Jason's on the line. Jason, good evening. Good evening, how are you doing, gentlemen? Ah, we're good. Jason, are you the Jason that was on a couple of weeks ago and you got it absolutely right the night of the Kmart Roof spectacular goal? That's right, I never predicted the goal, unfortunately. Yeah. So how are you feeling tonight about uh, Stadium of Light, Lisbon, Benfica against Rangers? I'm thinking that, I mean, obviously Rangers, the, the run that we've been on, uh, have been tremendous. Um, as far as test goes, I feel that this is definitely going to be the the biggest one that we've faced so far and potentially even the biggest one that we've faced in Europe. Maybe Bayern, and maybe against Bayern Leverkusen, you could argue they would be, but Benfica, um, you look at the quality throughout their side, um, from defence to midfield to attack, um, I think this will really allow them just to sort of stamp their authority on that group. I mean, going into the, the group stages over the past couple of seasons, I think that when the draws are made, you probably... A lot of teams are looking at the group and fancy their chances against Rangers as potentially the underdogs out of the, the, the four of the, the four teams. But in saying that, um, I think that now, with the way that we've been performing over the past couple of seasons, I think that teams are looking at Rangers and thinking, do you know what, they're, they're a good side and we're really putting a, a stamp back in Europe. So it'll be tough, it will definitely be tough. Um, but I, I fancy a 2-1 victory tonight I fancy a 2-1 victory for Rangers it's a brave, brave shout Jason yeah. uh, I, I, like your, I like your confidence but I, I think like you're, you're right in terms of the biggest test definitely uh, for Rangers and, and I think after doing well for the last couple of seasons uh, in Europe in particular I think this is more a test to see whether or not not only can they participate in a competition like this but are they in a position to, to truly test the, the bigger teams in the competition and maybe go on and win a competition like this yeah, for sure. I mean, one point I was going to actually make to you, Craig, funny that you, that you mentioned that was when I look at this team in Europe, um, it gives me similarities to Walter Smith's 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting away, a wee bit carried away with myself when I say that. I don't think we'll go on and replicate what, what we've done in 2008, but from a strong defence, a compact defence that's well-organised, well-drilled, every man knows their job, to, to having the quality and attack to, to really hit teams on the break... Um, I, I do see a similarity there. I wanted to see what you, what you, what your take on that point would be. Yeah, now look, I said, I mean, modern day football now. I think especially uh, away from away from home, um, it's important that you can defend and defend well. Uh, and we know how important counter attacking football, transition football is, uh, you know, today. And I think Rangers, especially in this competition, um, they do that really well. And uh, they do make themselves nice and compact. They have uh, limited, normally, uh, teams to, to chances and have had the ability to go and pounce and, and, and maybe with a sucker punch without having to dominate a game. Uh, so 
Look, huge test. Um, but again, I think the, the test is more about uh, trying to cement your position in this group. But are you then in a position where you can start to dream of potentially winning a competition of this kind again? Yeah, for sure. Um, and you look at it, listen, it's, it's a far cry. I've said it week after week, um, you know, to, to, to friends, family, all, all Rangers, people like myself. Um, the main thing uh, this season is obviously winning the league. Do you know what I mean? That's that, 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 that's that's the, the holy grail. Winning that league, getting the title back to where it belongs at Ibrox. Um, but then at the same time, um, going on a run in Europe can only, can only do as well. I think, you know, going into a game on Thursday night against quality opposition such as the likes of Benfica, Standard, uh, Poznan, I thought, you know, showed a really good account of themselves when they came to Ibrox last week. Um, if we go into these games, get a victory, keep a clean sheet, I think going into the games on the Sunday, fair enough, the, the legs might be a bit tired from the travelling and the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. 90 minutes on the Thursday night. But yeah. in saying that, I think the confidence that it breeds for going into a game on Sunday, knowing that we played top opposition on a Thursday night, um, can only be a positive thing for Rangers. David, does that help you when you play a top-class team, as you said earlier, the Champions League side? Does that help you then when you come back? Well, certainly if you, if you get a result, it does wonders <laughs> for, for, for your confidence because Benfica will see themselves as possible winners of the Europa League alongside the likes of AC Milan. Clubs still to drop in from the Champions League. So, I mean, it's a very difficult competition to win. Interesting, Jason's take there about winning the league is more important. I think if you ask Rangers supporters... If you offered them a win out of either Rugby Park last Sunday or a win tonight, they would take they would take Rugby Park every day of the week. And I think that was a big test for Rangers last Sunday. I thought they might have dropped something. You know, it's a real bogey ground for them, horrible pitch to play on, um, and they came through and again didn't lose a goal, which is, is huge. Jason, yeah, I'd agree. Um, when I came on, I was actually on last week as well. I said the exact same thing that. Uh, it's funny, like we were just saying there. I'm going into a game on a Sunday. No disrespect to the likes of Kilmarnock and your, your teams in Scotland, but I'm more nervous before the before the kickoffs and the games than I am on a, a Thursday night. And it's just exactly what David was saying there just now. The only thing that, that matters this season, in my opinion, is is winning the league. Um, I thought on Sunday Rangers Rangers had to dig deep, uh, had to get the sleeves rolled up and, and really fight. I thought Kilmarnock in the second half really pushed to try and get that equaliser. Um, but Rangers handled it well so uh, listen no, no complaints things have been going very well this season and, I, and I'm hopeful that we can try and, um, try and continue on that run tonight Jason how did you feel when you heard about uh, the, the Covidiots as they've been called the two players who are now in isolation and they've been suspended what, what did you feel about it? Um, disappointment first and foremost to be honest with you I think Jordan Jones is well, a proclaimed Rangers fan you know before yep. a player yep. um, and, and that's the same as George Edmonds and he comes from a Rangers background and he's also been a Rangers fan growing up so uh, for two supporters of the club that, that know what's at, what's at stake um, this season to, to go into something so stupid is it's disappointing but what I mean a lot, a lot has been made in the media about how the supporters going to react to them and how the manager's going to take back into consideration if they've got a, a chance I think the biggest test that they guys are going to have is this with their teammates I mean I wouldn't like to be Edmondson and Jones walking back into that dressing room after you know the amount of pressure that's on the players this season to compete and do well and win the league and stick by the rules and sacrifice everything they've all done it to the letter Craig Moore, what would you say on that? Yeah. Uh, Jason, I think the biggest the biggest issue here we know that it was ir- it was irresponsible um, but the biggest issue for me here is trust um, and, and, yeah. and that's where uh, you know these two boys unfortunately um, through their decisions have let down um, everybody at the football club and uh, to 
to try and now regain that trust. Uh, you know, if you're going to go on a run and you're going to win championships and you're going to have tight squads, trust is, is so important. And these boys would have lost that right now. So whether or not they're, they're, they're in a position to, to be able to gain that trust again, time will tell. We've got another transfer window just around the corner. Um, so we'll know pretty pretty soon. But uh, for me, that when you when you you breach that trust, then uh, you know it can have a bigger impact on a squad, and, and and Rangers won't like that one bit. Davey, would you give them another chance? Barry Ferguson uh, said the same on Monday night. Shouldn't happen. Condemned them, but said give them a second chance eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very hard for for footballers. You and I can go to a restaurant, sit down, have a meal, socially distance. They can't. They can't even go for a meal. And say, say you're a, a young footballer and you're single, you're not married. You leave the training ground, you're supposed to go home and, and sit in a room and look at four walls for six, seven months. Really? I mean, do we really expect footballers to do that? Jason? Yeah. No, listen, I'd, I'd agree. I think, you know, footballers have, have, have made a big sacrifice, um, you know, throughout this. Um, the only thing that I would disagree with there, David, is the fact that they've, I mean, fair enough if they had went for a meal and they had maybe broke rules that way. I think that would not be... So I think that would maybe be a wee bit more overlooked. But the fact that it was a house they went to with numerous different people there, I think that I think that's the, the reason why they're maybe getting coming in for a wee bit more stick as opposed to going out for a meal together. I think that would maybe be I think that would maybe be different. Jason, I also think as well, these players at the moment are not starting regulars. Right? So when you're yeah. not when you're not a starting regular Ball and golly. Yeah, like Symbol. Yeah, exactly the same thing, Davey. Like if you're not a starting regular, I mean, look the you, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. But when you're not starting games, mate, you're in and you're doing extra. You're going over and above and you're not giving any opportunity to, to kind of stop the pathway potentially to getting into that starting 11. And, and these boys have certainly uh, let themselves down in, on that part. Jason, before you go, we're only 15 minutes away from kick-off. You think 2-1 Rangers. Is Morella's going to break Ali McCoy's record tonight? I was really, really happy with him getting off the score sheet. I thought he looked lacking in confidence of late. Maybe head had been turned, but I mean, it's been discussed over and over. But yeah. I think that goal, you could see his celebration. It meant a lot to him. So tonight, um, yes, I do find somebody else to break it. Jason, great call. Thanks very much for phoning the Go Bye. Radio Football Show. Thanks very much. Speak to you again. Thank you. Let's go and the West. So this headline caught my attention this morning. Man who farted in an Uber has been charged with assaulting the driver. A guy received a suspended jail term after breaking wind in the back of an Uber taxi. Can you get COVID for passing wind? Could you? Get Let's the First Minister on. We cannot get the First Minister on a doctor on and say hi. I was just wondering if you pass wind in front of someone, can you catch COVID? Just imagining the driver going, you letting off back here. No, <laughs> do you know, for me it's actually, imagine that I went to court and you were at one of the jury just saying people, you know, you always got signed to that. I would not stop laughing. Or you'd be feared to fart. Go Radio Breakfast with Crofty, Adele and Grado. Across Glasgow and the West. Go Radio. Let's go. This time tomorrow night we'll be looking back on hopefully two good performances, two good results. Rangers tonight in Lisbon, Celtic at home to Sparta Prague. And Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson will join us. Rob will be in Aberdeen because uh, there's a full fixture list pretty much tomorrow night apart from Rangers and Celtic. So Aberdeen playing Hebs tomorrow evening. That's a really good one, Craig, isn't it, Pataudry? Yeah, no, look, both Aberdeen and Hibernian have, have done well this, this season. Um, this should be a fantastic clash. Aberdeen will be confident at home, but... We know Hibs uh, have certainly got the players to, to trouble Aberdeen as well. And that's looking like the, the race for third spot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think my money would be in Aberdeen over the years. Aberdeen have been pretty uh, durable when it comes to that. And 
It was again a huge disappointment losing to, to Hearts in the semi-final. They've got to pick themselves up now. Yep, that could uh, not be a turning point for them, but that was a big test, wasn't it? And uh, they failed. Well, I mean, Hibs should be beating Hearts. You know, they're, they're, they're playing in the Premier the Premiership. Hearts didn't start training until weeks after after Hibs. So, yes, you know, yep. it was all there for Hibs. Chance to get to another cup final and they blew it. Got Ross County against Livingston, and isn't it good, David, to see the fans in? I know it's only 300 tomorrow night, but at least it's another test of well, it's a start, it's yeah. common sense as well. I mean, there's very little infection, um, you know, up in, in Dingwall. They're tier, tier one is tier two or tier one, but they, they should be yeah. in tier one. That's the point that Roy McGregor yeah. is making, and it's just great to see the turnstiles clicking up there again. St Johnson against Kilmarnock and St Mirren against Dundee United, and it'll be good to see St Mirren back in action because uh, it's been what, a bit three of a weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they've yeah. had a bit of break, so look, they'll be desperate to get out there and do well. Uh, look against the Dundee United team that uh, are quite difficult to play against. Um, you know, I don't expect a lot of goals in this. I expect it to be a tight uh, encounter, but St Mirren will just be absolutely buzzing to be to be back playing a competitive game of football again. David, you were making the point earlier. It's taking a long time for this to be sorted out. Though I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. They still haven't come to decision over Kilmarnock and whether they breached COVID uh, regulations. And now it's St Mirren, and who's it going to be next week? It's yeah. um, you know, this is going to go on and on. And, you know, while Kilmarnock were being investigated, they were wasting midweeks, free midweeks, where they could have played that, that game, the rearranged game against Motherwell. So, that, you know, they're talking about a congested fixture list and we're passing up free midweeks because of these investigations. The Rangers duo have been hit with an SFA notice of complaint. I think we gave you that late last night as it came in. And uh, the other two matches the weekend, obviously, Motherwell Celtic and Rangers Hamilton. But both of them in action tonight, so we'll leave that. We'll talk about it uh, tomorrow. Um, fireworks night. Remember, don't go out and about. But any who are the biggest rockets uh, that you've come up against or the fieriest players, Greg? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mentioned Gattuso at the start, but, an- yeah. but another one did come you've to mind. Th- okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Was this a teammate? Or he so- was a teammate. Okay. He was a teammate and never managed to, to play in an old firm game because he was a rocket I'm assuming okay. <laughs> was Ke- Kevin Musket Kevin, oh, Kevin wow. Musket oh, yeah. huh? honestly completely different fella on the field to what he was off the field um, great mate but I've seen him snap um, several times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the football field and unfortunately there was a few bad challenges in there but he's a great mate of mine but he yeah. He was a rocket, no doubt about that, on the field. Kevin Musket, good player. Davey, for you, Roy Aitken was Roy, one of the fieriest players. Tommy uh, Burns. Tommy, Tommy Burns had the worst temper of any of my teammates over the years. And you, you, you would see the signals, you would just know when the red mist was coming down. <laughs> and, and Tom would just lose it. He would just need to get out of the area, get out of the postcode, <laughs> let him do his thing. Wow, you... I was going to say you wouldn't think that, but he, he was so many facets to Tommy Burns. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. just when David was saying that, I was like, yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't see that oh, at yeah. all wow. in Tommy Burns. Amazing. The late, great Tommy Burns. I, I, we get loads of feedback from people on the socials. They love to hear about the experiences of the players you've played against, alongside, because uh, there's a great love of football. It's great to have it back. Good to see the fans, albeit only 300 tomorrow yeah. night. They're yeah. not there tonight, though, Davey. I thought they were going to be fans, because uh, they've, they, they've had, what, 15,000, I think, in, at Benfica, but not tonight. The fans, yeah, the fans yeah. Are not in because it's of the, disappointing yeah. that in various countries all over Europe, the, the fans are coming back 10, 12,000 at a time, and, and we're getting nowhere here in Scotland mm, mm. and it's just you know coming off the motorway today to come into the yeah. studio to, to see the lights on at Celtic mm-hmm. Park yeah, yeah. and and nobody there I mean it's, it's was, it was a bit of a strange feeling I mean I, I'm driving by myself and you know you're kind of having a look and you're thinking yeah. you know what this is absolutely normally jumping and yeah. 
uh, especially at this time. And it, yeah, just a really strange feeling uh, driving by. And fans um, are really important to, to the oh, game. They're, yeah. they're so important to the game. And, and obviously, the the lower the level you, you go down in terms of the size of the clubs and all that, even mm. more so important because that revenue that comes in is is really what drives these clubs forward. Well, we'll come back to that in a minute because the SFA, obviously there are some people at risk of redundancy. Uh, I see that uh, the furlough scheme has been extended till the end of March, but it's going to be really tough autumn, late end of the autumn and the winter for the football clubs and in so many businesses. But somebody who probably would have been at the match tonight, he's on the line, Callum from Greenock. And Callum, good evening. Good evening, how are you doing guys? Yeah, we're fine. Would you have been at the match tonight at Celtic? I would have been yeah. I would have been and, and I think it's as as Davy um, said there, it's it's just so strange at the moment with, with fans not being able to go. I mean, obviously down in Greenock as well, I mean at Capolo the games are have been streamed um to the fans, which the service has been absolutely fantastic. But Good. it's just not the same as, as being in at the ground and, and as you as you've said, with three hundred fans going in um, up north, hopefully, hopefully that will go well, and as restrictions can ease and we go back down to, to tier one, I think it is that you're required to get fans in. We can see fans coming back in up and down the country because they're missed at every level of football. I mean, you speak to to some of the junior teams, um, some of the lowland and highland league teams, and and they're the exact same. They're just so desperate to have even a couple of hundred fans back to to make it feel more than it used to be. For sure. And it's also the revenue. You know, we touched on there, they're saying, Davey, maybe Malky Mackay's position might be under threat. Well, hopefully not. I mean, Malky's involved, heavily involved in the youth development at Hamden. Yep. Uh, hopefully they do not act that, yep. um, which would be catastrophic for the, the, the Scottish game. And hopefully the furlough situation being extended will, will help yep. the SFA. He's been doing us. a great job now for the last three years. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, and, you know, the... the Performance schools have produced, you know, the likes of Billy Gilmer or helped produce them. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more of that type coming through. All right, Callum, what's on your mind tonight? Is it about the Celtic match? It, there's sort of two points I've got. The first question I've got is for, for Craig. It's about Rangers centre-half pairing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Craig's experience at centre-back and experience with Rangers. Who do you think is the strongest pairing? Because obviously you've got Goldson, Hollander... Mm-hmm. Balligan is a three that, yeah. that most Rangers fans I think agree are the best centre halves but what do you think the best pairing is? Mm. I think the best pairing is Goldson and Hollander uh, in my opinion. Hollander's more an out and out defender uh, and, and I just feel that that's, um, that's a good fit for, for, for Connor, for Goldson who does take a little bit uh, I guess more of a, a chance. He does. He's a good range of passing, but he does have a mistake in his in his locker, and and therefore I think you you need a really steady kind of player. And and Hollander I think is that player. Um, he, he's he certainly just does his job. He's not flashy, uh, and I think that they're probably the best combination. And 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 that probably reflects I think the the, the situation in terms of them both starting tonight as well. Davy. Well, I, th- I think you can have a situation where you have two outstanding individual centre-backs, but they, they don't work as a team. Yeah. And I think if you look at Manchester City since uh, Vincent Company mm-hmm. left, they've tried partnership after partnership, a lot of good individual players, and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And I, I think I would agree with, with, with Craig that, that Goldson and Hollander, mm-hmm. um, although I think Balogun individually is a very good player, yep. and yep. you could argue is is as good as the two of them yeah, yeah. as a partnership I, th- I think Goldson and Hollander yeah. I think at the start of the season you would have expected Balogun might have played more but Hollander has done nothing wrong no no not, nothing at all and, and it, you know David touches on on it there it's about um, 
the the how you complement one another. You know, two same centre centre forwards, two same central yeah. defenders. They don't necessarily work together. So you have to you have to have that balance, and you have to complement one another. And I just feel that God, Goldson and Halanda do. Balogun is a fantastic player. I agree, he's got yeah. fantastic ability. Um, and when he'll come in, he'll he'll come in and do a good job. But that's probably for me the the best two. Good. Callum, what's your other point? The other thing I wanted to know was, obviously, David made reference to the fact that there's no fans at Celtic Park tonight. How important does he feel that this Europa League campaign is for Celtic in light of the season where all eyes from the majority of the Celtic support appear to be on 10 in a row and, and league title success? Uh, I, I think the Europa League is obviously important to Celtic financially at a time where the club have just announced results that show they, they've been burning cash. So certainly very important to Peter Lowell and, and the board in terms of the club's finances. I think less so to the supporters who see 10 in a row as, as the holy grail. And I think if you if you said to the Celtic fans, look, you're, you're going to get knocked out Early on in the Europa League, but you're going to win 10 in a row, they would gladly take that situation. Yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting one as well because, look, uh, I've been on the complete opposite in terms of when Rangers were going for 10 in a row. Yep. Um, and, and it's like, look, it's it can be draining, mm -hmm. you know. it's Everyone's talking about it every single day. The media are all over it. The fans are all over it. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that, that both teams can't cope with the pressures, but eventually something gives, mm -hmm. and it did for us. It did for us that year on the back of, you know, some, some maybe stories that weren't normally out in the paper or out in the paper. We, we, we lose a Gascoigne, we lose a Brian Loudrup. So, uh, look, very, very interesting. There's still a lot of twists and turns uh, in this season. There really is. Uh, but mentally, uh, it can be draining. Tonight, Callum, what do you reckon is going to happen? Rangers are out uh, on the field now. The teams are out there in the Stadium of Light. So, Rangers, what do you think the scoreline will be? I think they will draw the match. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Oh, I think we would we would take that. Craig, you said that earlier on. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be a, a fantastic result for uh, for Rangers away away from home against this very uh, good-looking yep. Benfica side. Davey? Yeah, I think a, a draw would be a terrific result mm -hmm. for Rangers. Benfica will be one of the favourites to win it. Mm -hmm. So if Rangers can nick a point tonight, it's a great result. And Callum, did you agree? What, who's your favourite um, pairing for Rangers? I should have come back to you to ask alongside Goldson. Who would you go with? I can understand the argument from both sides. Um, people talk about Hollander maybe lacking that wee yard of yep. pace. Um, but I think he's been quite assured and he's quite a strong player. And with Goldson being more of the ball-playing centre-half, I think that suits him. Balogun, I think we all agree, was incredibly impressive on debut against Aberdeen at the start of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he copes, if he can get in and get a run of games. Because as I say, Hollander's been, been very impressive for me in that regard. And Celtic with a 100% record against teams from the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia. How are they going to do tonight against Sparta? I think it really is. These two games are must-win for Celtic. Yep. Neil Lennon will know that. I think, again, the difference in the Celtic side when you see players like Tom Rogic playing in the natural position makes a huge difference. So tonight I'm going to go for Celtic to win 2-0. Thanks very much. Thanks for your call, Callum. Calling the Go Radio Football Show. He was on 0808 17 17 700. You can also text your message Go plus your message to 87474. And uh, we're on the socials at Go Football Show. So uh, as they're about to kick off there, Craig, how will they be feeling? Just about to start. I mean, they'll just be desperate for this yeah. whistle to go, you know, and, and, and get started and, and sink their teeth into this football match. Just a pity to see no, no uh, fans there. But that could help Rangers tonight. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think the, the bigger clubs 
obviously miss the supporters more. Um, and I, I, you know, I include the old firm in that as well. They, they yeah. must miss, you know, running out at Celtic Park and Ibrox to a full house every second week. It's 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 almost in their DNA, and and to suddenly have to go without it must be very strange. Yeah, no, it's it's funny though when you touch on because this has probably benefited some players who maybe don't like that that intense pressure that they get from the fans. Yeah, some people, yeah, true. some players grow a leg. You know, it's like Davey. Some are just training players where all of a sudden they go they out. Shrink. Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting. It's kind of had a, a different effect on some players. We'll be back in a moment as the match gets underway. Rangers playing at Benfica. The Goal Radio Football Show. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Davey Proven and Craig Moore. Have your say. Call 0808 Yeah, the Rangers match was 60 seconds old. Craig Moore and uh, a goal we didn't want to see. Well, we're talking about partnerships uh, in terms of the, the Rangers centre of defence and they contributed to their, their, their demise. Um, Alanda hesitated, probably thinking he could potentially could give a penalty away. Ball gets cut back and Goldson turns the ball into his own net after one minute. So he said it was going to be a big test for Rangers. It's going to prove to be an even bigger test. Caught cold, Davy Proven. Yeah, I mean, we've just been talking yeah. the Rangers central defensive pairing up as well, and it's it's a really ugly goal to to lose. Holanda could have he could have cleared it initially. He ended up wrong side. I think it's Pizzi who cuts it back from the byline off Goldson, who knew nothing about it. What do you do at, at this point, Craig? Obviously, don't panic. No, yeah. no, definitely. Look, if yeah. you're going to concede, concede early. Yeah. There's still plenty of time. But uh, like I says, we, we know this is going to be a test, but. Again, I mean, if Rangers can settle into the game and grow with confidence, this could be a really big night in terms of, again, just the confidence against a good team. They've conceded early, but plenty of time left. Before the match, you were saying David PC is one of their yeah. key players. Yeah, I'll yeah. say one thing, Paul. We've only gone seven yeah. minutes. They look a very slick side already, the way they're moving the ball. I mean, I know it's early, but this looks a real step up in class for Rangers tonight. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 as you watch and uh, as you tune in with us. What do you reckon? Can Rangers come back? Or, but you were saying earlier, Craig, that he would want to just you know take it easy, maintain things, don't do anything stupid. And that's been so unlike them. Really caught cold there. Yeah, no, I mean, look, you want to start the game and you want to uh, you know bed yourself into it. To concede so early is, is not ideal, um, but they have to stick to, to the game plan, not panic. Um keep their composure and they can work their way back into the game but the next 10-15 minutes very very important they can't concede a second if you're on the way home Rangers started with McGregor Tavernier Goldson Helander Barisic Jack Kamara Davis Kent Aribo and Morelis up top but 1-0 with uh, how many that's 9 minutes gone there in the Stadium of Light has there been anything else guys that you've seen since that opening goal in the first minute Rangers just trying to get hold of the ball. They're seeing very little of the ball. Chance there for Morelos inside right channel to go one-on-one, but he's, he's bars the centre-back, giving away a free kick. And, and Rangers look a wee bit stunned at the moment. They've got to get hold of the ball. Craig? Yeah, now again, they, they do need a little bit of a spell. I mean, Benfica, very comfortable on the ball. Nice little triangles. Dropping into pockets. Uh, so, again, I think defensively, Rangers need to make decisions and make sure that they, they, they go all the way. Uh, and get good pressure on the ball. And when they have possession, they've got to try and, uh, and build some momentum with that and a little bit further up the field than what we've seen for the last 10 minutes. Celtic fans, you'll be looking forward to your match at 8 o'clock against Sparta Prague. Uh, we heard in the first hour from Moy Elinusi. He's been speaking about the criticism that Celtic uh, suffered in recent weeks. Club with this size, of course, there will be disappointment. There is, will be, you know, criticism if you, if you lose a game, if you, you know, play a draw or whatever. Uh, so... 
but the thing is, we are disappointed as well that we, you know, didn't win. We try to win every game we're going to. So, we're, but, but now we're just looking forward, you know. Criticism, I don't understand it. Uh, to be honest, I haven't read anything or just, you know, from what I've heard from you guys. In the end, I know that we have our supporters, you know, behind us, uh, supporters going forward. And that's the most, that's the most important thing for us. Corner for Rangers, Craig. Yeah, look, it floated in, Connor Goldson. Um, but here, Benfica on the counter. Uh, so you going from a corner for Rangers and all of a sudden we're defending uh, in our own box. You can see how quick they are and a chance just past the just past post. post. Yep. Yeah, just past the post. So again, if we, if Rangers needed to be reminded of the, the, the potential threat of this Benfica team, they've gone from a corner against to up the other end of the park, having a, a strike who's just gone wide of the, the left-hand post. Davey. Well, he's choked his shot. He should actually do better. It was a great chance for Benfica to go two up. It's a terrific counter-attack. Rangers had piled players forward for the corner uh, and caught out on the counter. Benfica, again, looked very slick. And that was PZ again, wasn't it, with the shot? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. I mean, as I say, 10 minutes gone, very difficult to, to judge a team so early in the game, but they have started really well. Before that, we heard from El Yunusi, Davy. He said, of course, he doesn't read the papers and they, they never do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, cr- criticism is, is just a way of life at the yeah. old firm. Um, Craig, Craig will tell you that. And no disrespect to Southampton, but playing for Southampton, you're not under any degree of pressure. You're not expected to win every week. The supporters don't demand that you win every week. Different ball game in Glasgow. Totally different. Yeah, and look, El Yunusi, after the, the, the chance against... Celtic, the missed opportunity, sorry, against Rangers yeah. uh, in the old firm game. Even maybe he doesn't read the papers because his response since that match has, has, has been a positive one, hasn't he? He's come yeah. and he's, he's scored goals um, and he is a very good player. But, Davey, you're right, he wouldn't have had that pressure on a day-to-day basis at, at Southampton. Nothing like it. So, corner Rangers are a goal down and Craig Moore, Davey Proven with me, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. And it's a corner kick for Benfica. Again, it's it's Pizzi again, who's involved in in everything uh, for Benfica at the moment. Tries to eventually shift that half a yard to get across, and it hits Holanda in the in the mid drift and goes out for a corner. Uh, the ball comes in. It's been cleared though. Rangers uh, really up against it just now, Davy. But uh, good yep. clearing header from yep. Connor Goldson there in in the mix. Decent corner swung into the back post, and he made sure he won it. It's probably Connor Goldson at his best, you know, when he's on the back foot. But. Um, as I said earlier on, Paul, that this is a, a real step up in class here we've been, for Rangers tonight. We've been speaking this week about the leaders. Obviously, Roy Keane was saying, Man United, no leaders there. Uh, and at Rangers, we'll, we'll see who they are tonight. Tavernier, the, the captain, of course, been a great leader. But we're watching again as Benfica, the red shirts, swarm into the box. But uh, chance for Tavernier to clear. But they're, they're, they're difficult to dispossess, Davy. Yeah, yeah, here they go again as well. You know, loads of, loads of width in the Benfica side. Good movement. Uh, they're also pressing Rangers. You know, the Rangers aren't getting a chance to bring the ball out at all. Benfica right in their face. Yeah, I think I think the key the key part in this early part of the game is those loose balls as well, Davy. The second balls, Benfica. Uh, winning them. They're, yeah, they're in they're in good positions on the, on on the field, and they're they're winning that second ball, which is allowing them to keep that momentum. The the rain is absolutely bucketing down there by the looks of things as well. So it's going to be testing conditions. Um, but again, the next 10, 15 minutes, I think, for Rangers, if they can just weather the storm and grow and build into the game, there will be opportunities. They just that You don't want to be conceding that second goal. And they really do need to weather the storm there, as you mentioned. The, the conditions <laughs> horrendous. You think of Lisbon, you know, early November, mind you, I suppose the weather has now gone. But Rangers, a goal down, 13 minutes gone. Conor Goldson, uh, own goal in the first minute. But uh, they've got a lot of leaders in the park, Craig. And, uh, you know, we were talking there about the Roy Keane uh, for Rangers. It's not been an issue. They've got so many 
Strong characters. Well, this is this is where you really do need uh, strong leadership. And, you know, you look through the team, you look at McGregor, you look at Tavernier, who's grown this season in particular, Goldson, uh, you know, Steve Davis. There's 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 players there that have that that ability to... To, to grab teammates, to to get them together, to make sure they can they can hang in uh, this you know this fight, this particular match, difficult moments. But it's yeah, it's just Benfica the, the little pockets that they're taking up between the the Rangers midfield and defence. Uh, really intelligent play, and Rangers have got to look to although they are trying to be nice and compact, they've got to try and limit the space between the lines. Davey, the leaders at Celtic, it's, it's obviously been Scott Brown for over ten years, yeah. and we were talking last night about it. Who else would you look to as leaders? In that Celtic team, well, Scott, Scott Brown is, is the obvious one, Paul. But he's not going to be there for too much longer. I mean, it, obviously, he's at an age now where time is running out for him. It's, it's difficult to see who is who's going to you know fill that mantle. No, no obvious candidates to to become the new Scott Brown. And I know I is out, uh, big central defender. Yep. Uh, and he's, he's, I think he's out until mid mid November, Davy. But is he is he that leader leader type for Celtic? You know, I'm not sure, and I'm not even sure. You know, is a leader someone who is vocal or or leads by example? Oh, I think I'm, it's, it's it can be it can be different, doesn't it? Sometimes it is. You're right. Sometimes it's somebody that maybe says very little, but they just go out and 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 lead by example. They get the they, they get the tackles in. They they get the work rate in. They they can motivate people just by what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. You know, Roy, and I think that was Roy Keane, wasn't it? He had he had both. To be fair, yeah. I think you know he had the he had the bite, yep. <laughs> uh, yep. but he also had the had the mouth and all that sort of stuff to be able to fire people up as well. But the game has changed, hasn't it? See, Lech Poznan have gone one up against uh, Standard Liège, so in the same group, so one uh, nil early on. Rangers a goal down to Benfica. Things have changed over the HR department on these days. You know, you can't. Uh, you know, you can't behave and shout the way managers or leaders on the pitch did, or can well, you, Craig? You can, yeah. But it's just that we don't. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think it's a, just a shift in in, in culture. Um, you know, sometimes people need to kick up the backside, uh, whereas nowadays it, it it doesn't happen. And so what happens then, Paul? At the first time someone shouts at you or, or mm-hmm. gives you, you know, all of a sudden it's it's new. You've never experienced it before. I think it's I think it's a balance yeah. uh, and and you know good leadership, good leaders. They understand this whether they're players or whether they're, they're managers. Uh, it's about being able to not only bring the best in yourself, but to bring the best out of others. Mm-hmm. Edward has been called up to the under twenty ones for France. Davey, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing because that's where this the, well, the COVID thing started a month ago. I mean, I, yeah. I'd, I'd be trying to resist that for yeah. Celtic. You know, if it's a full international, competitive international. Different ball game. Under twenty one football at the moment. What is that about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Near Beaton, who was also affected, has been yeah. saying today, look, there shouldn't be international football just now. Well, I think that just uh, the, the risk that we ha- that we have yeah. for players. I mean, look, the whole club v country one is very challenging because mm-hmm. clubs want players that do well that eventually represent for the their countries. You mm-hmm. know, and it's all, it's all about that profile. But unfortunately, um, you know, players go away and come back with injuries, and, and clubs suffer. But uh, Davey, I agree with you in terms of under 21s. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't get it at the moment. I have no idea why they're playing under 21 football just now. Yeah, and 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 you, you look at so that player's development is it going to be better playing first team football where they are at Clubland or in the under 21s? Yeah, good point. How much did it mean to you playing for Australia? I mean, it's just I, I can't believe how often you would travel there and come back. I've done it once. Um, yeah, I, I wish but, I, I wish I had yeah. the I wish I collected my air miles back then. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Uh, no. Oh my. I didn't. I wasn't the yeah. smartest back then. But no, you know, I think the great the great thing that we had with the Australian squad that I was involved with for 10, 15 years was 
everyone was just desperate to get back um, and hear each other's stories of where they were playing overseas and what mm. leagues they were doing. And, and it was like it was like brothers, you know. It was a really close knit squad. Um, over the years, I've seen players in different countries want to pull out. Um, you know, I've got a slight mm-hmm. strain and all those kind of things. But that tells you enough about the the culture within that particular national team and how strong or weak it is. I, I played in Sydney for Sydney Olympic, Craig, in 1985. Uh, the had, Greek club? Uh, yeah, terrific time I had over there. But I've got to say, the standard at the time, there were one or two individuals who, who were really impressive. Yep. The overall standard was poor. Yeah, A lot of... Um, veteran players had come out from England to, yep. to get a last payday they mm-hmm. weren't the best how did Australia the national team get from there where they were almost disregarded yep. to the team you played in that got to the last 16 and played Italy in the year that Italy won the World Cup yeah it's a, it's a good it's a good question because like it says we ended up you need you need a pioneer at some stage don't you? you need players to go over and do well and I think we had uh, you know Frank Farina I don't know if you remember Frank yeah, Farina yeah of course I do yeah. so Frankie ended up going to, to Belgium done well there and got a move to Bari um, you know first Eddie Klinchevic was another one that done well in Belgium yeah. so they, they, they were the type of, type of players that were starting to go over and then um, you know the younger ones that were coming through the likes of myself coming through the centre of excellence the Vadukas the Kevin yep. Muskets the John yeah. Aloisi's and, and, the, and, the, and the Schwartz's but did you guys all come through an academy system or, or how did it happen yeah we virtually Majority of the players that went on in that particular era that you're talking about that went overseas, they all come through, virtually all of them players come through the Centre of Excellence, which was a separate academy. It wasn't attached to a club. It was more identification that was done by uh, the national body to get the best players together to develop them for the Olympic, the Olympic Games and national teams. Yeah. Fascinating to find out uh, about Australia and playing for your national team and for you, Davey, playing over there in Sydney. We're just watching there. Rangers had a claim as... Otom- Ryan Kent comes through. Otamendi yeah. tackles him. Has, has a little, has a yeah. little tug, doesn't he? Had a little yeah. tug, and Kent's been clever enough to realise that he's not getting on the end of it, and he's gone. He's gone to ground. So, as a free kick, and is it a red card? Yes, and a red card for Otamendi. Wow! Last man. Benfica down to ten men, and it's Otamendi sent off in uh, nineteen minutes. And I think uh, with the rulings, so if it was a genuine effort to to tackle and attempt to win the ball, then that would have been a yellow card. But because it was a, a grab and a pull, um, therefore stopping the player from potentially a goal-scoring opportunity is why it's a straight red. Wow. And That's this is this kick. is within range here for James Tavernier, yeah. who I'm, I'm sure will we'll take this. It's about 25 yards out inside left channel. Um, nice distance here for, for Tavernier. What a chance for Rangers. Goal down in 60 seconds, but now a free kick almost uh, directly in front of goal just to, great to the left. Yeah. Great distance. Who's um, going to take it? Maybe you're looking at yeah. it. Tav's got to be. Yeah. He's, he's eyeing this one there up. He is. Great, great uh, distance to get it up and down from this situation. Craig, you go for it. Let's, let's see if we're Tavernier can t- at least test the goalkeeper. Let's get it on target. It's hit the wall. It's hit the wall. The wall have done their job, but it's broken back out into a wider area. Ken, uh, it's gone out for a goal kick. So, unfortunately, an opportunity for Rangers, but Tavernier's free kick directly into the Benfica wall. And Benfica down to 10 men, Well, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Obviously, they'll bring on a, bring on a, a yeah. centre-back and they'll, they'll, they'll have to take off one of their, their front two or, or a midfield player. You'd expect them probably to take off one of their front two. Wow. Who, who's that that's coming off it? Making a change. Otamendi definitely sent off a few moments ago. It was uh, a goal in the first minute. Rangers, the match just underway. Connor Goldson... Uh, Pizzi yeah. it's Pizzi that's Pizzi's come off, off that's been involved wow. in absolutely wow. everything in the first 15-20 minutes um, 
No, he's, he's, he's looking at, he's been professional enough to come off. He'd be extremely disappointed, but very influential for Benfica, and he's come off. Wow. So, Rangers uh, could be right back in it. So that's a long time uh, against 10 men, Davey. So it's, it's a great yeah. break for, for, wow. for Rangers. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan Kent did well to get across the front of, of Otamendi. Basically invited the challenge. Um, once his goal side, then it, it's, it's worked in Rangers' favour. So I, I think sometimes when a, one of the teams goes down to 10 men, it spoils the game. And you might find now that Benfica are less inclined to come forward. They might, they might be more cautious. They might sit in with one up. Yeah, and look, it's probably probably now Rangers will have the ability to to get that overload in the middle of the park, Davey. It's just whether or not they they, they can really utilise in terms of getting those those numbers, and more importantly, when they do get the ability to pass the ball forward and keep testing the Benfica side now and getting balls in behind, conditions certainly play in a role. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. wet surface. Uh, and again, if, if, if Otamendi probably doesn't look to tug at Kent, it's going to the goalkeeper yeah. uh, because of the wet surface. So that, that'll also play its part in this game tonight as well. Benfica one up, but they're down to 10 men. Could be a chance for Morelos to break that record tonight then, Davey? Yeah, I mean, it, it was almost in a moment ago, ball played into the inside right channel, just didn't get a, a decent enough touch on it to, to bring it down. He acknowledged the ball forward though. And, and you know, even, even at the moment, even as quickly as... as as we're looking at this now, Rangers have, have getting far more of the ball now. For the first time in the game, they look mm. as if they're starting to boss up a bit. Yeah, and the most important thing now is going to be uh, ball speed. Uh, you know, you've got, a, you've got a man extra, again, getting in behind here. Can they produce something off it? No, but like I said, ball speed and being able to shift this Benfica team now, very, very important. Well, we didn't see that coming, did we? And, uh, you know, Rangers sometimes... Yeah, it was well done, wasn't it, by Kent? He used his experience there. Craig went the way you know he went yeah, down. No. He knew the challenge was coming in. He felt he yeah. felt he felt the contact. Realizes that, that he's not going to get on the end of it, um, and he and he goes to ground. It's like and it was a, it was a foul, you know. Clearly, Otamendi had a hand on the back, uh, but Rangers have come right back into this now because of it. Oh, ball! There we go. An own goal. An own goal there. Ball that was absolutely fizzed. Rangers have worked it in the right hand side. Got him behind the Benfica defence. I think it was Tavernier that's fizzed it across yeah. goal. Um, and I'm not sure who the defender is. Own goal, Davy. Yeah, I mean Rangers have stood this game on, on its head. To be honest with you, really good ball to Tavernier, almost at the byline, smashes it across the the six yard box, and I think it's Gonçalves who's turned it into his own net. And the the whole pattern of this game has changed on the the sending off. Rangers now starting to boss it uh, and back level. Wow, go radio football show. We've got a match on us. <laughs> and it has, I mean, oh, yeah. it just changed very, yeah. very quickly. Normally, after a sending off, Davey, you kind of team will reset, make life really, really difficult. But immediately, Rangers have uh, three or four times got in behind Benfica, caused real issues, and managed to get the equaliser. It's one-one. The Go Radio Football Show. Celtic kickoff at eight against Sparta Prague. But what a night for Rangers! They've got a goal down in one minute. Connor Golson. Own goal, and then after 19 minutes, Concavli scored. It was one-one, so two own goals. And in the last few moments, Craig Moore, good news for Rangers. Yeah, good, good, good news for Rangers. Again, got in the the right-hand side of the pitch. A good switch of play goes to Kamara, who gets to the edge of the box. Barisic overlaps. It kind of gives Kamara a little bit of space. Who comes inside and fires a shot in the near post for Rangers to go two-one up. Davy Proven. Yeah, terrific goal, really good switch from Morelis from, from right to left. As, as Craig says, Barisic makes the run on the outside. The, the fullback can't go to the ball then, and that allows Kamara to come in on, onto his right foot. And he beats the goalkeeper at his near post. And, and Rangers bossing the game, a man up 
a goal up and, and in control here. And Craig, you were saying it's going from playing at they're a top class <laughs> European side, but it's more like a Scottish match now, you well, think? I, They're I, down to 10 men. I felt as yeah. if it could go to that in terms of, again, a free header oh, there. A free header there. Big chance from Aribo. Big chance. Another good ball into the box. But I thought Benfica would actually reset make themselves a little bit hard to beat and hit on the counter but they're still playing very very open really open indeed which has given Rangers uh, a lot of opportunities and I think they'll be loving exactly the way that Benfica is set up at the moment Dave what an, an opportunity that, there that's an yeah. absolute sitter for, from Aribo it's a terrific ball in from Barisic he's in the middle of the six yard box Aribo he's turned the time does run perfectly all he's got to do is nod at good morning on target and he scores and he somehow managed to miss the right hand post it was a good effort. It was a good effort. And again, you, you don't have to work too much. The, 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 the cross comes in with decent pace. It's more about direction. And again, with these conditions, if you can look to head anything, anything down, hits that wet surface and away it goes. Massive, massive opportunity. If the game stops now, then uh, Jason was right earlier on. He said 2-1, Craig. Yeah, yeah I and mean, I'm sure Jason will be absolutely delighted with it now, and I'm sure he'd be even more delighted if it was the 90th minute and that was the final score. But there, there's a lot to play out in this match yet. Certainly looks as if there's going to be more goals in it, that's for sure. Condition's a big factor, Davey. Yeah, but, you know, I think a quick pitch, you know, suits technical players, and, you know, Rangers are certainly looking after the ball much better now. Benfica have gone 4-4-1. Um, but Rangers have been able to push the two fullbacks, Tavernier and Barisic, much further up the pitch. Yeah. Ryan Jack and principally Stephen Davis just sitting in front of the back four, and here go Rangers again. Offside given against Morelos, I think, but Rangers getting far more joy than they were in the, the initial stages of the game. Like Poznan are 2 1 up, so Standard have pulled one back. Yeah, Craig, it's a fascinating tussle here tonight now, isn't it? Who would have thought? I mean, after 60 seconds, Rangers are goal down, but uh, less than, what, 12, 13 minutes to go. Yeah. Stephen Jarrod would love to get them in 2 1 up at half time. Yeah, he'd love to be 3 1 uh, with the opportunity <laughs> that they just missed yeah. as well. But uh, now, nah, look, I mean, it just shows you how quickly football can change. Um, Benfica started off very dominant. Uh, and got their goal and then the sending off and it changed very quickly the, the bit that surprises me with Benfica after the sending off is um, the way that they're still playing in, yeah. in such an open way which has is, which is gave Rangers the opportunity they've had to, they've had to work hard Barisic has bombed on from the left as is Tavernier so that's given that extra threat um, and opportunity for Rangers in an attacking sense you can call us 08 08 17 17 700. You'll miss none of the action. We're on the socials at the Go Football Show and text GO and your message to 87474. Celtic will be playing in an hour and a half's time. We'll give you the team news hopefully before seven. We'll hear from Rob McLean, who's doing the match at the moment on BT Sport. He's doing the Rangers match 2-1 up at Benfica in Lisbon. Torrential rain there. Just watching Craig. Was that push there on Morelos, or did you back into him? Nah, Morelos is just yeah. you know defenders done nothing wrong there. Held his ground. Uh, Morelos was looking for a foul and uh, lays on the ground a little bit too much for my uh, for my liking. So let's hear from Neil Lennon about the importance of Celtic getting uh, the, the maximum points tonight. It's something. It's a scenario that we're looking at. Obviously, we're taking one point from from six so far. So we've got a bit of catching up to do. We'll try and look for maximum points from both games. If if not, then. Take four and then take our chances in the last two games where I think we're capable of taking points off both Milan and, and Lille. But, you know, in, in terms of opening the group up for us, you know, it's important that we win the game tomorrow and get the three points. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that Lille are a better side than, than Sparta Prague and that's why Celtic have to win this. Um, you know, and Milan playing Lille, something has to give. So Celtic win tonight, as, as Neil Lennon says, it opens the group up for them.
And then they get the they get the second crack, don't they? Obviously, with these being the middle fixtures, so the next two games. Yeah. Um, but Davey, I thought you brought up a really good point early early doors in terms of the the lack of matches potentially that Sparta Prague have had. Um, Celtic, they'll definitely have that bit between the teeth tonight. Neil Lennon got a fantastic response over the weekend mm. and the last couple of matches uh, from that Celtic squad, and they'll be desperate to go out and put on a good performance. And if they can do that. Um, it, it could be a, a really good night for them, a good win, um, and I think they'll be comfortable with it. And the manager was talking about uh, Lee Griffiths, who's come off the bench to great effect and obviously called up for Scotland. Yeah, I'm delighted for him. I think playing for Scotland means a lot to him. So it's just another you know, positive step in the right direction. You know, He's worked very, very hard and he's continuing to work hard and obviously he'll be in contention tomorrow for you know the squad reasonable condition now and you know he's come back looking as hungry as ever still 2-1 Rangers uh, 10 minutes to go to half time Davey what about Celtic up front tonight Edward and Griffiths maybe well yeah I mean Neil Ennis starting to get his big players uh, back El Unice you'd expect to play off the wide area but um, you know Edward in particular I'm not saying he's been at his best this season but he's such a such a huge player for for Celtic it's good that he's he's back fit again and, and looking sharp Craig? Yeah, no, look, I mean, Edouard's a, a massive player for Celtic. Um, when he's happy and when he's fit, then uh, we all know what he can do. Uh, Griffith's coming back in for me uh, is also very, very important to, to Celtic because he doesn't need many chances, you know. He's he's a type of player that gets himself in positions and more times than not, he, he really takes those chances and score, scores goals. So that's a positive for Celtic with him coming back in and looking uh, so well since he's come back in. And uh, Neil Lennon was asked about his goalkeeper. Obviously, Barkas hasn't played the last couple of matches and it's been Scott Bain. I wouldn't put it like that, but he's played in the team in the last few games and he's played very well. You know, I didn't see any reason to use that at the minute. You know, we kept a clean sheet in the semi-final and he was very good, very reassured. So Scott has done nothing to warrant, you know, being left out of the team at the minute. That may change as the season goes on, but at the minute, you know, I'm quite happy to go with Scott because he's playing very well. Davey? Yeah, I mean, it still uh, mystifies me why Celtic splashed £5 million on a goalkeeper and I don't think they, they had to. Uh, and I'm not being wise after the event because Craig Gordon played so well in the semi-final, but but why they let Craig Gordon go for the sake of, of offering him a decent contract, I, I, I don't get it. £5 million could have been spent elsewhere in the team. I, I don't think Celtic had to sign a keeper. You said that two weeks ago in the programme. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, Craig Gordon's 37, but he's still... For a goalkeeper, that's not all. No, though, not, not at all. Not, not given the way he looks after himself. Scott yeah. Bain as well, I think, is more than capable. And Yeah, the, spending five million quid on Barkas is a bit of a mystery to me. Yeah, no, I, I hear you loud and clear on that. But five million on a goalkeeper is a lot. It's a lot, In, a, yeah. in Scotland, there's a lot of money yeah. for a goalkeeper. And, you know, can you improve the squad um, in other areas? Uh, Davey, I agree. Uh, but again, you know, now you've got... We, we talk about Rangers uh, in terms of the two positions, two players for every position. So Celtic have got two goalkeepers that are challenging each other. That's only a good thing for Celtic. What a season we have. There's so many talking points. Craig, what's happening so far? Benfica 1, Rangers 2. Corner kick there, but it was cleared. Yeah, look, uh, Rangers are looking very, very comfortable uh, in this match now. And if, if they can continue to stay focused and concentrated, don't make any silly errors, then I think there's more in this match. Uh, because Benfica are still having a go. They're still being positive as they possibly can. So for me now, just a prof- professional performance from Rangers should be enough to get them uh, the, re- the result that before the game I didn't think was possible. 2-1 at the moment, Davey, and uh, half-time approaching. 
what are you thinking looking at it what are you seeing in the match as they come forward so uh, they're far from out yeah I mean yeah. individually they've got some really good technical players who, who could who could change the game but you know with a, a man advantage and Rangers are, are making it making it count Rangers are making the pitch as, as wide and as big as possible trying to stretch Benfica you'd have to say Rangers are, are, are favourites to win this now mm. Rangers favourites for you Craig yeah, very much so like I says I mean the, the way that they've adapted uh, and more importantly kept the, the foot on the throttle since uh, the sending off has been impressive and at the moment they don't look too troubled at all was it a red would would you I think just with the rules uh, yeah. you know so the referees pulled it up for a free kick because it wasn't a genuine attempt to tackle to win the ball and therefore it's a straight red card the game's changed Davey hasn't it yeah but I mean if he gives a foul he's got to give the red card I suppose Position. you know um, yeah. he's, he's Kent is otherwise Kent is through on goal yeah. I think the important thing to say is that we're looking at it's not an inexperienced player in Otamendi. Sure. <laughs> uh, like so, yeah. so early on in the game, yep. uh, again, his his manager and his teammates would be very, very disappointed. But not disappointed from a Rangers point of view as uh, Benfica come forward again down the right, but uh, straight into Alan McGregor, and that's where we want to see Craig Moore. Two one to Rangers. Just over five minutes to go till half time in the Stadium of Light um, and a great start well terrible start for the Rangers but they've uh, <laughs> in the last 20 change. minutes yeah. isn't it I know you can't take your eyes or your ears off it you're on the Go Radio Football Show we're keeping you right up to date with Rangers playing against Benfica 2-1 up with 5 minutes to go in the first half and uh, Celtic just over an hour 20 minutes away from kick-off uh, you were saying earlier uh, interesting fact with um, they're going for 24 games at home uh, in Europe undefeated and Rangers have never Benfica. played Benfica. Well, competitive. This is the first time, um, and I did check my stats. I hope yeah. I'm right. You know, the, the, <laughs> I think this, you is, this yeah. is the first competitive encounter between the the, the two, and also with uh, Celtic and Sparta Prague. Also, the first competitive match they've had two uh, preseason friendlies. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time they've met in a competitive nature. Tottenham are two up against Ludigret, so good start there. Kane and Lucas Moura, uh, the scorers there for Tottenham. We touched on Man United last night, and oh, uh, a dreadful result. I've, yep. got, I've got to say, right, and I've heard yep. a lot of media um, over the last day, yep. the first goal that Manchester United lose last night in Turkey was something like I have never seen before so in professional happened? football. Yep. For those they, 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 so they've got a corner four, yep. right? They've tried to play a short corner. Mm-hmm. Don't know why you need two central defenders up with a short corner, yeah. But yep. so they've got everybody in the the opponent's half. Demba Bar, thirty five year old Demba Bar, standing on the halfway line by himself, with nobody within twenty yards, twenty five yards. All of a sudden, um, they lose a the ball, one direct long pass for Demba Bar to go one on one with the goalkeeper to go one nil up. It was something that. I could not believe that I'd, I was seeing. And the second was not much better that they conceded. Solskjaer under pr- pressure now. Well, being, yeah. I mean, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the type of boy you'd want your daughter to bring home. But he is not <laughs> a Manchester United manager, I'm sorry. You know. a, a big talk as well about how long he's going to be a manager. Well, you know, they, they jumped in, Craig, because when he got the job, it was it was supposed to be a, a trial period. I think he won yeah. his first seven games. Yeah. And Ed Woodward jumped in, the chief executive, and gave him the job f- full-time and... It was a mistake, um, and and everyone can see it's a mistake, and surely only a matter of time before Maurizio Pochettino is in there. Yeah, and I think another look again. I don't like to pot any managers and all that sort of. We know how hard a job is uh, to to manage a massive football club, and and Ollie's doing doing his best. But again, when when you see what type of goals Manchester United conceded last night, you consider that 
he's had, I think, just now over 100 matches in charge of Manchester United and we still we still don't know what their, their best formation is, what their best 11 players are. For me, after 100 games, Davey, that's, that's something yeah. that the fans are not going to be too happy I, I, with. I just don't think they're any better than they were when he, when he took over. And, you know, dis, despite the, the emergence of the likes of Rashford and Mason Greenwood... Um, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see them as a proper Manchester United side you now, and I, they don't look as if. And this is a, this is a wild accusation to make, but I, I watched them at uh, Newcastle, and, and they, they won against Newcastle. But are they going? Are they giving them every single ounce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced. They You're are. not sure. Yeah. I think Paul Pogba is the, the perfect yeah. example. You know. I, it, it could it could be world class, but at the moment, what you see yeah. what you see from him at Manchester United, and again, where do we play him? What yep. is his position? I mean, you would like to think that you know. Well, he wants to play in the Bruno Fernandez position, doesn't he? And he's yeah. not going to get in there. No, and that's right. And that's another thing: the recruitment side of things for Manchester United. I think that's where uh, a lot of people have had a, had a crack at Man United. They brought in uh, Van der Beek. Uh, they're they flush with midfielders already. Yeah. Uh, their targets, you know, Sancho uh, obviously with, with Dortmund. Yep. That never happened. Happen. It yep. kind of just seems really unclear about what the direction has been. Um, they needed a striker. They needed an out and out striker. Yeah. I mean, Martial's a good striker, but they needed. Well, then they end up panicking and bringing uh, uh, Cavani. Cavani in, you know, who hadn't played for seven and months. That, and that, that wasn't part didn't of make it. any sense. That wasn't part of a plan. Heading towards half time, Rangers two one up and uh, on the attack, but it's just cleared. Craig, Rangers looking good. Yeah, they are again. Like I said, now uh, the the back end of this first half, um, just need to be composed. Don't force things. Um, you know, and, and, and work this Benfica side now. So keep in possession, get to half time, regroup, and most importantly, make sure that second half that you give no encouragement and you come out with the right intensity to really go and finish the game. As Morelos breaks into the box, has a chance, but it's uh, going to be a corner kick. Yeah, again, a, a patience, Rangers working the ball well. Um, Morelos makes a good forward run in the, in the in the channel, the left side channel. Goalkeeper comes out, makes a save. But again, that's on the back of steady build up, not not going too early, just being patient. Davy, yeah, I mean, you, you could be watching Liverpool here. I'm not saying Rangers are in the same league as Liverpool, but in terms of the shape, it's it's almost identical. The way that they've pushed Tavernier and Barisic right up the pitch now. Um, it could be Alexander Arnold and, and Andy Robertson, yeah, very yeah. very similar shape, and it's working a treat here against the Benfica side to. After seven or eight minutes, must have thought this was going to be a good night for them. It's going to be a long night for them instead. Yeah, they scored in the first minute, Conor Goldson, uh, own goal. But then after 19 minutes, it was an own goal at the other end. Conclavis made it 1-1 and then Glenn Kamara. And what a signing he has been, I think, after the... We'll take it to half-time, then we'll talk about Glenn Kamara. 50 grand and... How good is that business? And, and look, he's... Probably he's a little bit more advanced today, which he plays with his national team. He plays slightly more advanced, and that's where his goal comes from, yep. you know, in an, in an area where he's really comfortable. He gets half a yard because of Barisic's forward run. He comes in, he goes through defenders' legs, which is another nightmare for a goalkeeper who doesn't see it. As and it ends come, up yep. near post. Rangers coming forward. Uh, a chance there, Davey? Still on the ball? Yeah, Barisic yep. again with a, with a good ball, and Rangers four players in the box when the ball did come in, so... You know, the, the way the game is going at the moment, you'd fancy Rangers to increase the lead here. Into injury time, one minute to be played. We're 40 seconds into it. Rangers 2-1 up. We'll hear from Rob shortly. Quick break and then we'll join him. And he's had a, a great first half to commentate on. As Rangers come through again, Craig Moore? Yeah, no, they've, they're, they're camped in Benfica's half at the moment. 
Um, again, they get a corner there from a from a passage of play. So it's just at the moment they're just controlling things. When Benfica do go long uh, and look to get forward, uh, you know, it, it's one striker up top who's a little bit isolated. Rangers dealing with that okay and then being able to get back on the front foot. It's been a really positive spell uh, for Rangers and would love to, to get a third goal here. Corner. Poor corner. Yep. Was per near posts cleared. That's half time. Rangers are two one up. We're back in a moment. Waking up at Glasgow and the West. What would be a uh, behind the scenes <laughs> no. that wouldn't get us fired? Well, we need to tell everybody that Crofty gets a bit upset when somebody leaves the door open. It gets very edgy. But there was a reason why the doors slipped off. That's the line he always uses. The reason for it is we have got a very sophisticated air conditioning system in here, right? Do you remember the time that Crofty was in the toilet and we thought the music was going to stop? <laughs> and Gretel ran in halfway through. Crofty's toilet and went, mate, I think the music is going to stop. Sorry to interrupt you. Meanwhile, I'm shouting, why is that door open? Go Radio Breakfast with Crofty, Adele and Grado across Glasgow and the West. Go Radio. Let's go. Thanks, Ali. It's Paul Cooney with Craig Moore. Davy Proven and you. Thanks for your calls tonight. Rangers fans obviously glued and listening to Rangers 2-1 up at halftime against Benfica. Davy, first-half performance. Terrific first-half performance. I mean, a dreadful start for, for Rangers and you've got to say that Hollander was at fault. Um, could have cleared the ball, didn't end it up wrong side. Goldson could do nothing about the OG. But since the sending off, Rangers have, have bossed the game completely. They're 2-1 up, could be 3 or 4-1 up and I, I think Rangers could increase the lead the way this game is going. Been very comfortable, uh, but again, we should we see how quickly football can change because Benfica started off looked exactly what we thought they they could look like. Got their early goal. Um, defensively, uh, Rangers uh, were disappointed with the goal that they conceded, but the sending off changed this match and, and changed it dramatically. Uh, so Rangers have gone in now at half time two one. Could have easily been three or four, but um, you know coming out of this second half, making sure that uh, focused, concentrated, and that intensity. Um, to, to make sure that they don't allow Benfica to get back into this match. And they, they, they don't want to give the referee a chance to even things up. You know, they don't want to da- dive into a daft tackle and, and give the, the referee a chance to, to show Rangers player a red card because so often that's what referees will do. Let's go and join uh, Rob McLean. Rob's doing it tonight in BT Sport. Rob, what a first half. Yeah, incredible, Paul. Um, you know, from the, from the first minute onwards, that's sensational start, a real aberration from, from Helander. Uh, the own goal, Rangers were rocking for a while, Benfica might have scored again, but um, yeah, that, I mean, the, re- the red card changes everything, doesn't it? Otamendi off, and well, they just haven't recovered, have they, Benfica? I've been quite surprised in a way that, yeah, I mean, when you're down to 10, then obviously it changes things, but, but I just thought they would have enough quality about them to, to get sorted, but they've, they've never really got themselves... Uh, sorted. It's been a, an amazing Rangers recovery. I think Rangers have played lots of lots of great football. Um, and the only the only frustration at the moment, uh, Craig, is that that, that Joe Rebo header flashed wide instead mm. of going right side of the post. Yeah, yeah. Because look, you, you certainly. I mean, in terms of what we did see the the first half, three one would have been a fair result going in at half time, Rob. So look, it was a really positive response, wasn't it? After the the sending off the the brain snap from Otamendi, but Rangers have really capitalised. But as we say, it's only only halfway there. Yeah, yeah. What what I mean, you, you just think at this stage, what what a momentous result this will be if Rangers can. And you know, there's been lots about that first half to to think. 
that Rangers are looking pretty commanding, that there are going to be more goal-scoring chances for them, even though Aribo failed to take that one. I mean, that, that is disappointing because a two-goal advantage would have been terrific for Rangers at this stage. Uh, but, but, I mean, the quality of football Rangers are, are playing at times, Davey, makes you think that, that there may, may well be other chances to add to their advantage. Yeah, I, I said that, Rob. You know, if anything, I think Rangers... I mean, obviously, Stephen Gerrard would bite your hand off for a 2-1 win uh, away to Benfica. But the way this game is going, if anything, Rangers look likely to increase the, the, the lead. I'm surprised that Benfica took uh, Pizzi off. I mean, he was at the heart of everything they were creating early on. I, I don't get that at all. And that must have been well, a welcome sight for Steven Gerrard. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he looked like their most, most creative influence. So you would have thought there were other contenders other than him to come off. I mean, he scored, obviously, three of their goals in the, in the previous two uh, group games. And, he, and as you say, he looked pretty influential early on. But Rangers sure weren't complaining uh, when they saw the back of him. They've obviously got more quality to bring on. They're, they're going to press the gamble button as time goes by and, and put more strikers on the pitch and, and try and at least get something out of the game and preserve their, their unbeaten home record. But as things stand, Rangers in a, in a really uh, strong position, some terrific performances from them, uh, and that goes down as a pretty amazing first-half recovery. Wow. Rob, will you get a cup of tea now before the second <laughs> half? <laughs> You'll need it. Yeah, pie and Bovril, I think, as they, have in, they tend to have in Lisbon. I think you've earned love it. it love Rob, it. listen, good luck in the second half, and we look forward to you joining us tomorrow night uh, for Aberdeen Hibs. But, uh, yeah, Craig, it's going to be some 45 minutes. Rob, thanks very much. Rob McLean there, straight back, BT yeah. Sport. But, uh, oh. wow. Yeah, no, yeah. it is well. And like I said, I just think that if, if Rangers come out and, and are clever in this second half, uh, Benfica will keep coming. They'll keep throw, throwing everything they possibly can. So if they can just make sure that they're, they're composed and wait for their opportunities, there's definitely more goals in this game. Davey's got first news on the Celtic lineup for tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a back four, that's, that's for sure. It's yep. uh, Ben, and it'll be Fringpong, Duffy, Bitton, and Laxal, Scott Brown, and Callum McGregor holding. And then Ryan Christie off the right, Tom Rogic off the front with El Yunusi on the left and Odson Edward through the middle. Strong. Very. Yep. Very strong. Very strong. I think uh, oh, I think a lot of Celtic fans will be really, really happy with that with that starting eleven. I certainly feel as if that's a, a team uh, where the players that are coming to form and are creating. Uh, Davey, going back to the four after the three, that, that was that was obviously the, the, the little bit of a change there with, due to the, the injuries. Yeah, but the irony was that I think Celtic won the league because they, they switched to a three at the end of last season so they could play two up. It hasn't worked. It certainly didn't work against Rangers. And, you know, I also think it's, it suits Shane Duffy, who's been slaughtered for his performances, to, to play in a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the concern was that, you know, previously he was playing in a, th- in a three down south, which he wasn't comfortable with. So uh, definitely in a four, as long as it's nice and compact. But that's a very good Celtic side that I expect to go on and get a really, really good result today. Yep. Tonight, sorry. I saw you uh, smile when you saw your uh, Aussie. Yeah, 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 look, I mean, I love to of see the, I love to see the Australian yeah. players do well. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. I, I, I know what Tommy Rogic offers uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know how successful he's been at Celtic and, and he's an Aussie. So, mate, I wish him all the very best. I like to see him do well and I think he's come back into the team and, and that's exactly what he has done. Mm, I think the Celtic fans will be smiling as well. He is a favourite. Um, you know, he's a, it's a talisman, isn't he, for them, Davey? And they'll never forget that goal in the cup final of 2017. Well, I mean, he, he scored so many good goals. I, I remember a, a long ranger at Kilmarnock, an mm. absolute stunner when Ronnie Dyla was 
was in charge um, yep. from about 35 yards. He, he's got that in him. He's a, he's a big game player. So, yeah. Could be a big night for Glasgow with Celtic uh, favourites against Sparta Prague. Rangers 2-1 up at half-time in Lisbon and Benfica down to 10 men. And uh, massive yeah. opportunity, Isn't really it? massive yeah. opportunity for Rangers, and you know a game we talk uh, the, the later game with, with Celtic as well. It could be a great night for for Scottish football, and the reason why I think people are talking about Scottish football again is because of the performances in Europe. the The benefit for Scottish football next year with five teams. Uh, so look, it's all positive, and hopefully, it's two good results tonight. Craig and Davey having a look at the Rangers bench. Uh, they've got the man advantage, but they're up against a top class team. So. Who do you see there that he might bring on? You wouldn't imagine any changes at the start of the second half, Craig Moore? No, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anticipate any changes at all. Um, the start of this first half, sorry, start of the second half. Mm. And again, look, a two-one. Yeah, of course, you you want to be able to manage the game and and hopefully sneak that that third goal. Um, so you look at someone like um, you know. Arfield for me, mm-hmm. Arfield yeah. again, who you know yeah. that not only is he going to make those runs into the box, Davey, but he's, he's going to graft, isn't he? He's going to make sure he gets tight. He's going to harass. He's going to do what's still needed to make sure that not only you protect that result, but potentially go and, and put it beyond Benfica. Yeah, I mean, if Rangers don't get a third and they look as if they could get a third, then I, I think Stephen Gerrard will get to a stage where he will put Arfield, Arfield on. He'll take probably take Arevo or Kent off and fill that midfield, protect that back line. Aribo had a real chance when we just saw it a few moments ago there. And uh, 3-1 at half-time would have been, you know, two is good, but three would have been uh, three, sensational. It's, it's, three yeah. would have been nice. Look, it was a fantastic uh, delivery into the box, I think, from, from Barisic. Um, Aribo gets a good side of it, gets enough on it. He's in a nice little pocket between defenders. Unfortunately, he doesn't hit the target. What about Kamara's goal? Just seeing it again there. Uh, Davey, we, we touched on it. 50 grand for Glenn Kamara. Yeah. Have they done the new deal for him? We've been talking about it for weeks. So apparently, you know, surely a new long-term deal to you keep would, him at Rangers. You would, you yeah. would like to think yeah. so. Um, I mean, again, when you buy someone for fifty thousand, and he's had the impact that your football club like Kamara has, yeah. one thing that you definitely do in terms of business sense mm. is make sure you protect the player and have him under contract, so that if he does go, that you're going to be rewarded. Darren Adi said to Davey and to the listeners this time last week that when he was at Dundee, he said, what are you doing here? You could tell immediately <laughs> the talent. No disrespect yeah. to, no, no. to uh, the dark blues of Dundee, but Davey, he's a class act. Well, but yeah. Craig's right, they have to get him tied down on a contract. A bit like Celtic with Ryan Christie. Mm-hmm. You know, Celtic haven't sorted out Ryan Christie's well, contract. Mm-hmm. And we can't afford to let that value of player you know, leave the club for for nothing or buttons in a in a January yeah. um, deal. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Some, look, sometimes unfortunately you you miss uh, because you know a player maybe has his his own idea and his representation that that they are going to go. But normally clubs are tying these players up uh, on longer term contracts to make sure that they protect their investment. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. It'll be tomorrow night. You'll be on because we're not going to miss uh, anything here in the last few minutes of the program. Rangers two one up at half time. For Celtic kicking off in just over an hour, we gave you the lineup: was Bain, Duffy, Beton, Brown, of course, the captain, Christine, Rojic, Edward, Elianusi, Frimpong, McGregor, and Laxal. And what a signing he's been! Ranger, uh, Celtic will play four at the back. What about Laxal? And how impressed have you been, Davy, with the player? Yeah, he's done what we'd expect him to do well. I mean, he's he's, he's coming from. <laughs> A, a proper club um, and certainly no disgrace not to be able to get an AC Milan's first team we saw how good they were but terrific um, loan signing for, for Celtic um, typical Celtic fullback once they get in the front front foot crosses the ball well um, everything you'd want scoreline tonight I think, think Celtic will win with a bit to spare um, you know given that Sparta are 
Short of games, um, season was curtailed October the 5th. They're without one or two of their better players. A win for Celtic, yeah. Craig? I'm, I'm going for a, a fairly um, emphatic win for, for Celtic. I, I can see a 3 or 4-1. Sparta have scored goals in their matches, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did get on the score sheet, but 3 or 4-1 for Celtic for me. And you gave us a few rockets that you played against and uh, <laughs> some fireworks uh, on the pitch. Oh, yeah, he could be a rocket himself. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I played against a few rockets as well. <laughs> a few good nights out as well with Jim oh, White, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> we reminded Craig of that because uh, I know Jim listens in, although he's on Sky at the moment. Listen, thanks to everyone who phoned in tonight for coming on the socials. So tomorrow night, let's hope Craig and Davey, we're talking about a Rangers victory 2 1 up at half time. And they can hold on and, and maybe increase the lead. I think that's the most likely outcome in this second half uh, that Rangers potentially can increase their league, but uh, their lead. Sorry, but two-one. I think every Rangers supporter would be very happy with that if that was the final score. Good luck to Celtic tonight and to Rangers. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Shaban is coming up next. Don't forget breakfast as well with Gina and Edward Reed tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. We're here with Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean. This time tomorrow night. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.